Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is Dr. Eric Karlstrom, and he is a emeritus professor of history of geography at CSU Stanislaus. He's taught at the university level for 30 years. This will be our fourth show. Uh, our earlier shows were about psychotronics and gang stalking. We also did one titled Mass Shootings, The Monarch Project, and Program to Kill. And then another was Descent into Hell, CIA, MK Ultra Doctors, Scientists, Spies, and Politicians, Hall of Shame and a Rogues Gallery. But today, a kind of working title we're going to have, and he's been doing a lot of research and putting up a lot of information on his websites, which I will put in the show notes. But the working title of this show will be Reinterpretation of Post-World War II American History in Light of MK Black, Black Ops. So I will put links to our earlier shows in the show notes. You can just click through some of those shows. And he has five websites uh, that pertain to very different things. He's done a lot of excellent research, so I highly suggest you check out these websites. But one is naturalclimatechange.org. Another is 911nwo.com. The other is sanlouisvalleywaterwatch.com. Then gangstalkingmindcontrolcults.com. And then ericcarlstrom.com. That's his full name. Eric K-A-R-L. S-D-R-O-M. But uh, like I said, today we're going to talk about this kind of what's been happening really in the United States post-World War II. And there's been a lot happening, even within the last couple of years. So Dr. Eric Carlstrom, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, William. Uh, appreciate your efforts and having me on. Uh, this is such an important topic. And of course, it is uh, as about as suppressed as you can get. However, uh, the information is out there for those who are looking for it. And uh, in 2012, after I had retired from my 30-year career at Cal State University Stanislaus, uh, I, I was on part six of my series is Crestone, Baca, Colorado, the Vatican City of the New World Order, an expose of the New World Religion. And part six uh, was um, mind control history and applications. And for that, I just bought a whole bunch of books on mind control and basically did a literature review, which is the first stage of any research project. And I highly recommend that, that to individuals who were looking for a, uh, it's basically a short book uh, length. It's on my 911nwo.com website uh, under the subheading New World Religion question mark. And uh those of you who do not want to live in this, uh, you know, communist, fascist, totalitarian, Satanist world, which is being built around us, um, I suggest, uh, yeah, you might want to go to New World Religion and look at, uh, it's up in the upper left, click on New World Religion, and you will see, uh, right, at, yeah, under home, that's right, and you will see uh, all the parts, preface, table of contents, and uh, uh, the first six parts up to mind control went pretty fast, 2011 for me to 20, uh, end of 2012 and 2013. By 2013, I was being targeted as, as you know, a targeted individual. I was being punished, retaliated against by the system. And uh, uh, for the last 10 years, I have had to deal with that, uh, which is kind of like going through a living hell and all deliberate. Uh, and of course, we can talk about that hopefully on another 
because my uh, gangstalking mind control cults.com website now has 2,200 and I think 79 posts, each wow. of which uh, would take a long time to really discuss. But this is an extremely sophisticated program, which which comes out of many, many uh, totalitarian programs out of uh, Soviet Union, communist uh, uh, Germany, uh, Nazi Germany, and the United States, you know, starting with the Red Squads around the turn of the last century, the previous century, and going through COINTEL, MH Chaos, uh, Phoenix Program, uh, MK Ultra, all rolled in one and put that uh, with the community oriented policing, run out of sheriff's departments and Department of Homeland Security, which is the new. Gestapo here now, uh, and model on the Phoenix program, you know, to target civilians. So this is the global war on terror against truth tellers. So I advise people to not shy away from studying this because anybody can be a target and uh, they can control not only the targets, uh, but the people who are doing their targeting, the gang stalkers, who are the new secret police. And they're everywhere, especially if you're a targeted individual, you notice them. They're following you. They're on the corner and they're, you know, they've got their phone apps and they're looking at you and they're looking down at their phone apps and they're calling in your location. All of this, of course, is, you know, organized with the cooperation of the CIA and the NSA and the NSA's uh, satellite system and uh, is being privatized with guys like Elon Musk and Neuralink and SpaceX, et cetera. So we are we are on the cusp of a completely controlled civil war wherein the powers that be, i.e. the the Praetorian Guard, i.e. the uh, deep state, i.e. the national racketeering, uh, national security racketeering network controls all aspects of society and and divides us into predators and prey. And the predators can be, this is another discussion. (laughs) I'm getting off track. But since 2013, I my progress has been stalled on on many of these projects because I've been literally fighting for my life. Um, I'm 74 now. I'm still pretty strong, although my voice doesn't sound very strong because I've been fasting. But um, the the what what they can do with this targeting program, and I hope we can do a show on this at some point, William, because this is a uh, this is a American American Stasi. Uh, but anyway, um, I want to get back to reinterpreting uh, post-World War II American history um, in light of this series, Is Creston Baca the Vatican City of the New World Order? I went to uh, part 12, and then I had to kind of <laughs> go on the run, like the old TV show The Fugitive with uh, David Jansen, you know, uh, because a, the story was that, you know, he was a he was a doctor who was falsely accused of killing his wife and law enforcement was chasing him everywhere. And it was a whole TV show. Well, it's like that to be a targeted individual if you ever check out The Fugitive. Um, but anyway, this last year I finished part 13, which uh, is called uh, Excommunicated from Creston Baca, Colorado. New World MKUltra Cult City, Covert Ops, Mind Control, Non-Consensual Experimentation, and Targeted Individual Program slash Cognitive Warfare. Now, see, these are not things that the mainstream media is going to talk about. Mainstream media doesn't talk about these things. Uh, (laughs) So this is why your program is so important and your listeners are so important 
I implore you to please read these things if you can, study them if you can, pass the information around. It's really humans against the technocrats now. And, and I, I think we're going to see that the mind control is such a powerful uh, tool, secret weapon that they have, uh, which dovetails very much with the targeted individual program. These are such powerful secret weapons that we, the only hope we have of, of you know, retaining our free will and our sovereignty as individuals and as a nation is knowledge. We have to know about these uh, insidious top secret programs. And in, in that, I, I mentioned uh, CIA's MK Ultra Mind Control and all the related programs that have been going on since World War II and are still going on. And, and the big discovery, and break in please anytime you want, the big discovery uh, that I'm kind of mentioning here today uh, is uh, one of them, is that uh, my little town of Creston Baca, Colorado, which is very much a new age uh, a community, uh, funded uh, in large part and founded uh, in large part by none other than UN potentate Marie Strong. Wow. Okay. So that's north of Great Sand Dunes National Park. Is exactly. That right right, right so. north of it. Just right. So you're north. just southwest of Colorado Springs, about 30, 40 minutes as the crow flies. So well, you've been a pretty rural uh, Colorado, correct? Well, <laughs> Very small town of 1500, and it has been suppressed. It has been kept small. We have been controlled. I now realize this is a military mind control operation, too, because what happened, William, is that, okay, you know, the, the Macy conferences out of World War II took some of the top, brightest scientists in America uh, right in World War II and following up to about 1948 or 9, uh, and they envisioned the man-machine project merging humans with machines. Um, of course, we'd call that a cyborg. And uh, the British had their their uh, uh, counterpart, which was the Ratio Club. And these were brilliant people. And they wanted to use computers to study the mind, and they wanted to use, study the mind so they could study and Im improve computers with the goal of transhumanization, putting them together and creating uh, you know, digital immortality for the super rich and super soldiers for the military. So always the military was central. Always the CIA was organizing and behind this. But all aspects of the government were in these top secret programs. And this was a Manhattan Project of the Mind, according to many sources, in which the government, the U.S. government, spent you know, over a billion dollars a year, which back in the 1940s and 50s was was real money. Um, Extremely. So they Macy conferences. Not a lot of people know about those Macy conferences, but they were very important kind of like uh, a mix of new age and, and new thought kind of uh, groups. Right. Technical yeah. SRI types and those type of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Macy Conference is very important. In fact, much of that information is still classified. Now, I could probably rattle off, you know, many of the names of the people who were there. But one very, very important one is Dr. Norbert Wiener, who is a mathematics genius, you know, uh, young, uh, got his PhD at the age of 17 or something like that. And uh, he had distinguished himself in World War One by improving the accuracy of, of you know, ordnance, uh, you know, military uh, cannon type fire uh, with computers so that, you know, it kind of zeroed in on the target and, and eventually, you know, had tremendous precision. 
Well, in about the 1940s, he came up with this idea of cybernetics, which is, uh, you know, again, merging humans and machines um, and uh, figuring out how to steer organisms. So now you're looking at the human as kind of a, uh, uh, well, of course, they regard humans as lab rats, but they want to, uh, uh, cybernetics actually comes from the Greek word helmsman. So how do you steer the human being? So all this is, is towards mind control. And he wrote a book in 1948 on the manifesto of cybernetics in uh, animals and humans. And then in 1950, he wrote uh, the use, uh, cybernetics, the use of human beings or something like that. In other words, he was he was projecting forward to a uh, slave society, and uh, he uh, 1955 he invented the autocorrelator by which he could send and receive uh, electroencephalograph patterns, which is the the brain waves that we give off. It's one way to measure brain waves that are given off. It's a little uh, squiggly line, and with Fourier analysis, he was able to interpret the EEG. And so not only was he, and I'm sure others helped, but he's got his name on this. So he was able to, with his autocorrelator computer machine and program, was able to send and receive EEGs on, along 12 different channels from different parts of the brain to himself uh, originally. But uh, this is why he could then, you know, envision you know, how are we going to use human beings in the future? Because we're going to be able to control their thoughts. Um, so this this is a very long-term project. Um, so, uh, and of course, where we are today is absolutely stunning and mind-boggling and horrifically scary. Uh, but going back to Crestone, Colorado, uh, when Maurice Strong came here. Now, this is the guy who was head of the 1972 UN conference, I think in Stockholm, on the human environment. And then he was the secretary general of the Rio Earth Summit, uh, which is the conference on environment and development, UNSAID, which is going to rewrite the whole future of mankind with Agenda 21, Agenda for the 21st Century, now known as Agenda 2030. He was a major influence on Klaus Schwab. So we're dealing with this small coterie of operatives for the New World Order. He was a, a Rockefeller man from the get-go. He was a friend yeah. of the Rockefellers all his life. And he was an, a Rothschild uh, friend and actually brought those people here to this little community of Crestone, along wow. with the Aspen Institute and various other think tanks to little Crestone, Colorado, because this was going to be, uh, you know, a place where this new world order was going to emerge. Meanwhile, his wife, Hannah Strong, and this is all in the early parts of my series, very well documented in parts one through five. Uh, his wife, Hannah Strong, who was a, a uh, from Denmark, she was a uh, interior decorator, but nice looking blonde, you know, and uh, he married her as a second wife. Well, she became the kind of the overseer of the new age community part of what happened in Crestone, bringing all these spiritual groups. And she organized 5,000 or her, her subgroup at the Rio Earth Summit organized 5,000 NGOs, including, you know, many, many uh, of these, you know, rainforest action groups and other environmental groups and spiritual groups, the Dalai Lama, Stang, all these stars came to the Rio Earth Summit to sell 
this new vision of the world, which, of course, is now being ruled out as the Great Reset. So this is the Great Reset in its earlier phases. Um, and so Strong was almost kind of like a Schwab at that time. Absolutely. And front man for all the elites. He was always like that. And he was always involved in Denver. I mean, in Colorado, like I think he was behind the creation of like uh, the Denver airport is like a new world airport or something like that. Like he was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he was a billionaire. He was CEO of many, many, many uh, major power companies and water companies in Canada, Petro Canada, Dome Petroleum, Hydro Canada. Um, and he was head of the UN's, uh, you know, uh, environmental program. He founded so many programs. In fact, if you look at his Vita, it seems like he's 50 guys. And he never graduated from high school. So yeah, maybe Strong he was, was a longtime foundation director of the World Economic Forum. So right there. Senior yes. advisor to president of the World Bank. So all these guys were involved in the WHO and all this other fourth generation stuff. He is the progenitor. Eisenhower Fellowships and Sustainable Development. So all the code words and all that stuff all go through Strong. All that stuff, all that. Of course, at first, you know, when I taught at uh, Stan State, I, I thought he was great because he was, you know, Captain Planet, Mr. Environment's going to save the Earth. And then I looked at his <laughs> resume and realized that he's a total fraud and that he was really, uh, you know, quite the capitalist burner and owned all these uh, these companies. He came and acquired the Arizona Ranch, Arizona Land and Cattle Corporation, which is an old Spanish land grant called the Baca Ranch, just east of or just west of me here in the in the San Luis Valley. And uh, he came on as a board member and then managed to get the whole 12 square mile outfit uh, basically free. Again, he's, he's, he's New World Order, got the context. And then he tried to export the water from under the San Luis Valley, which is the second largest, perhaps second largest aquifer in North, North America, to Denver area and make more billions of dollars. Well, you know, he's he's Mr. Environment and he's also Mr. Development. Is he? And he had uh, this. He had the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all these people come to these big conferences in the '80s here in Crestle. So anyway, uh, the idealism was that his wife was going to have a United Nations of religions here. So the Buddhists came and the Hindus came and the Native Americans and the Catholic Carmelites, which was my contact with this area, and uh, so all these you know alternative religions and new age groups, you know, and drumming circles and everything all came to little old Crestone. And, uh, you know, certain kind of people like hippies and ex-hippies and wannabe hippies and uh, came here. And uh, as I now have put it together, William, became lab rats for military mind control because, uh, and that's a long story, but that's why I mentioned part 13. I invite people to read that. Because uh, after the MK Ultra program was exposed in the 1970s by the church committee in the Senate, um, MK Ultra went underground. Whereas between 1953 and maybe 1973, it had been in the universities, the hospitals, the medical centers, and the almost, military bases. Almost everywhere. It was like if, if you look at the Manhattan Project, for people who don't know, it was dispersed throughout the country. And MK Ultra was just like that. And the people at the top knew all of the tendrils and all of the universities and all of the people involved in the sub-projects. But it was pervasive in the universities and through military 
spaces and all you know, hospitals. It was incredible. And a lot of those guys overlap with the Macy conference you mentioned, like Bates and, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the 149 subprojects were exposed in those chance, uh, in those uh, Frank Church hearings. Uh, but again, that was part of a much, much larger project, which had to do with super soldiers. The military wanted to create super soldiers, mind-controlled super soldiers. And the uh, elite want uh, digital immortality. And so, uh, you know, lots and lots of support for, you know, how to control people's minds and behavior. And they took the best scientists they could. About that time, uh, well, even earlier, Canada was a major uh place for MKUltra projects with Dr. Ewan Cameron. Likewise, Australia. And this has come up with a, with a great article uh, and a book by Fiona Barnett uh, called Eyes Wide Open about MKUltra Down Under. And there it is shown graphically because this poor little girl was used for sex trafficking, very common. Um, th this is the kind of person that the CIA wants for mind control. They want people who have children who are very capable, who have been raped and uh, sodomized or whatever, you know, raped as children, uh, because this is the most severe trauma that a child can experience or any human can experience, uh, but especially children because they're so small and they don't know what's going on. So what happens is they dissociate and uh, dissociation is a quality that these mind controllers highly prized because if they can get the core personality to split into fragments, alters, subalters, etc., then they can program those subpersonalities uh, like computer files in the mind of the subject. And uh, then they can turn that person into a quote unquote CIA asset, which would be a sex slave, an assassin, uh, a courier, uh, doing all kinds of intelligence work. Uh, and this was her story. Now, this gal, Fiona Barnett, uh, has written this amazing 556 pages, if you download it off the, on, off the internet. It's not on sale, but you can get it on the internet. And I've got it on my websites, too. Um, she, I think, she takes it much, much farther than I was able to take it back in 2012 because she is telling her own experience. Yes, she was a sex slave. And then, yes, she was an assassin with MK Delta, which is an assassination program with mind control. And uh, uh, she recovered all her memories, which a lot of mind controlled victims never do. But she was very smart and she went to a lot of therapy and she figured out, apparently, how to reintegrate her core personality with her subalters. And uh, what, what she has put together here, I, it'll take me another couple months to go through this. I've read it. I'll need to read it three times. I mean, there's so much incredible information. I, ple I, I plead with your audience, somebody who's got, you know, a little bit of time and brains, please go through this, learn it, share it. Um, this is what people need to know. And of course, as an adult, she became a targeted individual because she she left the satanic cult, which brought her up. And so what you see so much in her book here is the symbiosis between the satanic cults and the child trafficking and the human trafficking and the mind control. And you see how cheap uh, human life is to these people. She names names. She talks about her programmers. Um, including Joseph Mengele, by the way, who was brought in to 
uh, MKUltra after World War II with about 5,000 other Nazi scientists after World War II. Joseph Mengele, the Auschwitz angel of death. Uh, he, uh, you know, was reported to have died early, but actually, according to several accounts, including another book uh, I've got by another mind control victim named Carol Rutz, A Nation Betrayed, a chilling true story of secret Cold War experiments performed on our children and other innocent people. She talks a lot about being programmed by Mengele. Well, Mengele was the, was the guy who taught then John Gittinger, who was one of her programmers, and Jalyon West, who was one of her programmers, and a guy named Anthony Kidman, who was at University of Sydney, who uh, was, uh, uh, well, was uh, Nicole Kidman's father. And these guys, Nicole, they're part of a, a satanic cult. You know, this sacrifices human beings and dresses up in robes and do all the crazy things that you see in Eyes Wide Shut. So that's why she calls her book uh, Eyes Wide uh, Eyes Wide Open. But she uh, she mentions being that Nicole Kidman, once she outed her father, and he was shortly thereafter killed, uh, Nicole Kidman decided to handle her with the Scientology system. What is the Scientology system? The Scientology system is called fair game. What is fair game? Scientology, by the way, is created by American and British intelligence. And uh, uh, fair game is the same as the Mason's white glove, which is silent dagger, secret dagger, slow dagger, which are all just names for gang stalking, um, electronic torture. Uh, so the, the problem fair game means that you can do anything to anybody. If somebody becomes an enemy of Scientology, there right. are no limits, right? And well, when you say intel to Scientology, did you ever make connections be some, between some of these mind control doctors in Scientology? Because I heard somebody put Bateson um, in the Scientology orbit. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Oh, many of these people were Scientologists. And of course, you know about L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons. Yes, of course. Uh, I know the black magic part, but not the mind control part. Well, L. Ron Hubbard did a lot of work. Well, of course, he was, a, as you would know, above all, he was a, he was a, a protege of Aleister Crowley. Yeah. And uh, he was very much a Satanist, but he was also Office of Naval Intelligence. So here again, we get the bleed over between military intelligence and Satanists. And of course, Aleister Crowley himself was MI6. So you know, Dr. Ronnie Kilda, who is perhaps one of the brightest of the targeted individuals who died in 2015 and wrote Bright Light on Black Shadows, she says they use Satanism. Well, you know, okay, could be. Uh, could be Satanism uses them. Uh, but apparently, according to this gal, uh, uh, Fiona Barnett, I mean, she's been to many of these satanic uh, uh, rituals. And... Uh, they, they feed right into each other. A lot of the high military worship Dagon, this, you know, reptilian god. And, right. and uh, you know, I mean, these guys need to be put away. I mean, we cannot have these. <laughs> no, nah, this is me interjecting. I mean, we cannot have a society run by these devils because they're, they're you know, they're exploring, you know, trying to make Nephilim soldiers now and everything they apparently already have. Uh, but anyway, I go, I digress. Yeah, um, but they're there. I mean, uh, Hunter Biden just admitted or was in a group called Sanctum here in LA that the founder of it said, watched Eyes Wide Shut and said, I want to make a secret society like that. So the, your literal sons of your leaders are involved in these Eyes Wide Shut parties. This is an established fact. 
This isn't some kind of like, uh, you know, speculation or obscure theory or, or theorizing. It's, it's true. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, of course, Hunter Biden is a known pedophile. So is his father. And so many of the people that raped young Fiona Barnett were what you call VIP pedophiles in all segments of society who are then, you know, blackmailed like like Jeffrey Epstein and CIA other operations, Mossad operations and controlled. But the point, if there's one point that I can leave your listeners with, please understand that raping a child is horrifically traumatic. It's traumatic. This is trauma-based mind control. This is what the Illuminati has always used. The Nazis perfected the Illuminati mind control. Then they brought it to the CIA when the CIA brought 5,000 Nazis in. And then the CIA continued scientific uh, advancement of this. But the bottom line, you know, is the splitting of the personalities of children through um, rape. And uh, this caused massive dissociation, wrecks their life. And now we watch our society, you know, condone, you know, what do they call it? Uh, story time with the yes, uh, drag queens and that drag sort of queen thing. story time. And the books that are in the, the schools now are, are pornography, really. They're outrageous. What they're trying to do is they're trying to mind control the whole society in many ways. And this, of course, is is a really demonic approach to destroying the lives of children. Um, not everybody's going to be as smart and as strong and as uh, resilient as uh, Fiona Barnett. There's going to be many, 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 many casualties. Most are going to be casualties uh, and destroyed. And of course, it's people that themselves were victims of pedophiles that are more likely to, you know, carry that tradition on. So we somehow, you know, I remember in most of my life, and I'm 74 now, you know, if you'd hear stories of a bunch of prisoners uh, killing a pedophile, because even they prisoners... Have, yeah, they still do. Yeah, I mean, prisoners have that that moral sense. I mean, even though they're, they're cons or whatever, they know that the worst kind of scum in the world is a pedophile. And, and I think that, uh, you know... We got a president and his son who are examples of that. And of course, now, you know, I mean, who's this secretary of health, this this crazy admiral, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Richard Levine, now Rachel Levine. I mean, this is the most pathetic human being I've ever seen. Um, and these are the models for our children. And of course, he's he's uh, he's advocating sex changes uh, for people, young people, so they can improve their mental health. I mean, this is these are these are devils. You can yeah, call them statements. Totally evil. Totally, evil. Yeah. totally evil. We have to know that. We have to know right from wrong. And uh, uh, again, uh, I totally uh, recommend Fiona Barnett's book. And it resonates with other books that I've read by other TIs who mention the same thing. Should we perhaps uh, play this? Uh, this yeah, uh, let, me, let me get it up. Let me see if I can. And, and because this is about military mind control. And it pushes into the subject, which is the title, which is how has mind control affected our nation since World War II? Okay, let me see if I can get this to play. Give me a sec. Just have to switch one of the settings on my audio. Let, let, me, just, let me just introduce it if I could. Uh, in 2019. Right, tell me I if just, you can hear this. Yes. Yeah. Does that pull, pull through, Eric? Yes. Yes, that's fine. Hello? 
Yes, that's fine. The following is from Walter Bowart's article, Operation Open Eyes, Disaffected Spook Spills Seal. Can you guys on YouTube hear that? In controlled experiences. Mind Net Journal, Volume 1, Number 72, as quoted in Jim Keith's book, Mass Control, Engineering Human Consciousness, 1999. A submind control project is detailed by a former member of Navy intelligence and the CIA who was the head of a SEAL team in, quote, a working outline of a U.S. intelligence mind control program, end quote. He talks about Project Open Eyes, in which a, quote, clear eyes, end quote, refers to a mind controlled subject. Quote, this segment is dedicated to Operation Open Eyes, preset group of people canvassed the country, hospitals, and immigration centers in order to find viable candidates for the above-named operation. We locate the target individuals who have no close family or real good friends. They are then put under heavy stage one hypnosis, where a clear and definitive pattern of their usefulness is determined by our shrinks and field officers. If the candidate possesses a relatively high IQ, he will be filed in a category file called call file. If the test applicant has more than 120 IQ, he will be serviced by a trigger word or number while under level one hypnosis. We then systematically do a background search and create a file for future reference. If there are no relatives to speak of, the subject will be moved to a location of our choice where further tests for vulnerability are conducted. He is then brought to level two hypnosis, where diverse small orders and specific instructions are written into his personality. If subject upon release shows that he has retained instructions and carries out small and unimportant work duties assigned under level two hypnosis, he will receive a recall service notice by a person we have introduced him to. The next level is level three hypnosis, where he will become an overwrite upon his own personality. He, she will be told that everything the subject does for his friends is okay, even though it may well be against all laws of the land. He will believe that he is capable of fulfilling all their, our commands, and will be again discharged to live his normal life. All operatives have to go through these three levels before any of us are fielded. The higher the IQ of a given subject, the further the programming goes. If the IQ is high enough, we will bring the subject to the farm or one of our numerous facilities throughout the US and Canada. Dallas Doctors Hospital is one of our main centers. There we will put the subject into level four hypnosis where he does no longer differentiate between right and wrong. We do this at the medical facility at the farm, one of our contract hospitals. If he has to perform a particularly suicidal or important assignment, we do our job at Stony Mountain facilities. At level four, diverse programs can be written or overwritten into the brain. Any command is accepted at this level. At that level, you can give the test subject a complete personality, history, and make him her believe anything the program requires for the accomplishment of any desired project. He is then given a new life in a new state and town. Driver's license, car, bank account, passport, credit cards, 
birth certificate and all the small things such as photos of his family that don't really exist. Subject and patient, one and the same, has now an agenda that he believes is his own and is prepared for level five hypnosis. At this stage, very carefully, a code word or sequence of numbers or a voice imprint is etched into his brain. That is commonly known and referred to as the trigger that will activate subject to action. He then lives a very normal and sometimes useful life until subject is required to perform the programs implanted, written into level four hypnosis at the point of activating the trigger. Subject is beyond recall. That's why a level five person can only be approached after his or her operation. There is no actual recall in the subconscious program of any of the hypnosis. If an act of violence has been perpetrated, subject will not be able to associate with the deed. Only shrinks trained in this particular form of sub-mental behavior will find any tracks leading to post-level one or two mind control. Quote, I have personally witnessed level one through five programming and was myself a subject of level three programming. Due to the fact that subject has such high IQ, preferably around 130, 140, subject is very quick to learn anything fed to him, her. All major patriot groups and normal workers and workers in big government contract firm corporations have at least one or more sleepers attached to them. Project Clear Eyes is always a violent group or commune in any given community. The OKC, Oklahoma City incident, was a clear-cut case of Project Clear Eyes. Tom Valentine's group is the trigger mechanism for open eyes. Waco was an open eyes group that had a specific job to perform. Randy Weaver was a control subject that ended out of control. Robert Hunt is a sleeper that was put on hold. At some not too distant date, you will see Bob Hunt performing his true and final role. Now it must be clear to you the various levels used by the Intel community to get their job done. Remember Jonestown? It was one of ours that went sour because a clear eyes was in the group. When he began firing on the runway, it all self-destructed. The man, Congressman Leo Ryan, who was killed, knew it was a government operation. Clear Eyes was accidentally, through a lone sequence, activated. There was no way to stop the killings. They were all programmed to at least level three, the culties themselves. There were only three deaths attributable to cyanide. The rest died of gunfire. Now you know a little more about our line of work. I am glad I am out of it. Right. So what would you like to say about that? You want to add some commentary? Well, yeah, first of all, that that is me speaking with my normal voice. Uh, that's me playing the piano uh, on a song called, uh, I think, Lake Song. And I put together in 2019 a series of uh, audio clips uh, into an audio book called uh, um, 
Lifeline, Essential Teachings, and Healing Music for Illegally Targeted Citizens. This is my attempt to try to get the word out about what's going on. Um, and, uh, and that's on my ericcarlstrom.com website, which is my musical website. Uh, it's kind of a long story I won't go into. But, um, yeah, I think the, the content of that clip there uh, is coming from Walter Boart, actually coming from a Navy SEAL, and is very consistent with the information that Fiona Barnett gives in her book, Eyes Wide Open. She claims to have been a, a MK Delta special ops assassin and says that they prefer 14-year-old girls because of their tremendous dexterity and, and uh, they're very quick with uh, their all, all their uh, senses are very quick. Uh, but uh, she says that all special forces, uh, like the SEALs and like MK Delta, the Delta Force, would be have their personalities split in childhood. In other words, they're raped. I mean, what kind of friggin' country is this that rapes children to have soldiers? Um, that's that's to me, this is not acceptable. And this is my, at least in America, twenty five years ago, my taxpayer money was, uh, you know, was 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 uh, paying for the military and the intelligence agencies to protect my country. And of course, now they've turned everything upside down, and now they regard us as their vassals and slaves but now you can see how they've done it um but yeah so anyway what what walter board says there is consistent with fiona barnett's book walter board's book is called operation mind control the cia's plot against america and it came out i think in 1978 i would have read this for my 2012 paper on uh the history uh, mind control history and uh, applications and uh, very similar stories once you start reading these books. Here's another one, A Nation Betrayed, The Chillings. I told you by Carol Rutz. Uh, very similar, uh, likewise, the stories by Kathleen Sullivan and, and uh, Bryce Taylor, a.k.a. Susan Ford, Kathy O'Brien. Many, many of these quote-unquote paperclip dolls, because this, this is German mind control coming over to the United States and then perfected with MKUltra and then it goes out to the military and becomes Monarch, Project Monarch. That's the operational level where they create these Monarch bio-robot slaves because these are the creating a slave, someone who will do the bidding of others without knowing what's uh, what's going on. And th here you see they, they're, they're really attracted to uh, very high IQ subjects or victims. Fiona Barnett says her IQ was measured somewhere between 180 and 200, well, that's kind of off the chart, but uh, um, it perhaps explains how she could possibly write such a book as this. Uh, but but uh, I'll, I'll stop if you want to interject there, William, because I no, think I mean, this you're just kind of explaining the background and how they do it and what the uh, you know processes for, what the use is for, right? So they're deploying these people to do assassinations or services or something, right? Black man. Yeah. The Venturian candidate. Right in the memo, Bluebird, Operation Bluebird preceded uh, um, MKUltra, I think in 1952. And the CIA mama said, we wanted to see if we could find ways to get people to do our bidding, even against their sense of uh, um, 
morals and integrity, but also against their sense of self-preservation, um, against their self-interest and self-preservation. So yeah, what they want to do is have a mind-controlled slave. So with all that background now, let me just ask you the question. What do the following events have in common? And I'll just rattle them off and we'll see how this impacts our post-World War II American history. Uh, the 1963 assassination of JFK, as well as the 1968 assassinations of Robert F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X, and the murder of 28 Black Panthers, etc. The Manson murders of 1969, uh, the rampage of the Symbionese Liberation Army, uh, featuring heiress uh, uh, Patty Hearst, uh, Kent State Massacre 1971, Son of Sam Murders 1976, Jonestown 1978, Waco mass murder 1993, Oklahoma City bo bombing 1995, uh, World Trade Center bombing 1995, of course 9-11, 2001, phony war on terrorism, global warming, climate change fraud from the 1960s onward, Myron May, the TIA, was a lawyer and a prosecutor, and Aaron Alexis um, as, as shooters, university shooters, the Virginia, Virginia Tech shooter, Sandy Hook, Boston Marathon bombing, pretty much all the school shootings and serial killings, the Las Vegas shootings, uh, Stephen Paddock, the targeted individual program, organized stalking, electronic torture, COVID-19 and COVID vaccine. Oh, I'm not supposed to mention that. Uh, <laughs> all except for that. What do these things have in common? Mind control. Yes, and they're all state-sponsored terrorism that use, and of course that's directed at the masses, but it uses individually mind-controlled individuals. Uh, so you're you're looking at mass trauma-based mind control on the public with these events. And of course, you if you remember some of these events, they are traumatizing. And this is very much, very much per the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations of London, the world's brainwashing center. And uh, again, many of those in, uh, individuals who were involved in these were mind controlled and run by the CIA and military, had fragmented personalities, had systems of subaltern personalities in place that could be triggered back and forth across amnesia barriers. Imagine files in a computer that don't know about the other files via MKUltra and related government mind control projects. Again, most, hev most of these heavily utilized the CIA military MK Ultra mind control. Many of these shooters, in fact, most of them have been hearing voices. The voice to skull, the voice of God, synthetic telepathy, uh, wireless, uh, um, uh, it's microwave hearing as it's called. There's many names for it, but they have technologies from the 60s and 70s where they can insert voices into the person's head and only one person's head, and those voices can say, you know, go shoot your mother or go right. go shoot uh, shoot up the town or whatever. And it, of course, is meant to drive these people crazy. So all of these are social engineering society towards this total fascistic communist tyranny and mass depopulation enslavement agenda, which is, you know, now coming out of Tal Schwab's mouth, the technocracy. And uh, it does seem that many of these government uh, projects are very much connected with Satanist pedophile criminals, VIP pedophiles, as uh, as Fiona Barnett calls them, and moving us towards this transhumanist cybernetic agenda where the elite have digital immortality and then everybody else has cyborg enslavement. 
So yeah, all of these events, which we thought were random and, and we attributed based on what the press told us uh, to some lone nut like Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, let me go back. Uh, let me go back a little bit. Okay. The 1967 book uh, by um, pseudonym Lincoln Lawrence uh, talked about how he thought it's called Were We Controlled? The Assassination of Kennedy. He thought that radio hypnotic intracerebral control, RHIC, and EDOM, electronic dissolution of memory, were two MKUltra technologies probably used on patsies like Oswald. And we had Dr. Jolyon West, a very prominent CIA MKUltra psychiatrist. He was the official government psychiatrist for Jack Ruby, who, of course, killed Oswald. And he actually succeeded in driving Ruby clinically insane as after Ruby and shot don't off. Don't leave out Patty Hearst, too. He was, uh, yes. And he, he injected himself into the Patty Hearst trial. Absolutely. Yeah. He would, the same guy shows up as the official psychologist with the Patty Hearst trial, also with the Timothy McVeigh trial in the Oklahoma City bombing in 19, after 1995. So this one guy did a tremendous amount of, uh, well, um, <laughs> pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. He's a, a CIA operative. And so he's managing the cover-up. So right. you got the crime, you got the cover-up. And the CIA is, of course, in the military. Is and then his buddy, his student from UCLA Neurolinguistic or Neuropsychiatric Society is Timothy McVeigh's shrink, right? So Smith or something like that, I forgot. It's in, uh, in one of these books. Have you, what... Have you tied, what is it? Have you tied, uh, other than Oswald, have you tied Oswald to these things other than this uh, voice to skull? Because I'm pretty sure there was a voice to skull guy or a radio guy for Sirhan Sirhan, right? They called him Radio Man. This is a this is a known fact. It's not believable, but actually it's a known fact. Oh, absolutely. Sirhan Sirhan was absolutely uh, mind controlled. And, and even Robert F. Kennedy says so you know, the son of the man who was murdered. Um, yes, I think that uh, from what I've read, Oswald, there were two Oswalds. And there's a there's a book about the two Oswalds. And of course, they're both intelligence military related. And one of the Lee Harvey Oswalds was in Russia for uh, ex extended period of time. And of course, married a Russian woman, Martinka or Martina. And uh, he spent supposedly two weeks in a hospital there uh, where where he was operated on. Uh, for a very minor thing, but that uh, minor thing turned into a two-week stay. So it well could have been that he was implanted and then could be used for radiohypnotic intracerebral control. Uh, now, so much is important, uh, so much importance is placed on this hypnosis, as you heard uh, with, the, with the video audio clip. And that goes back to World War II, Dr. George Estabrooks, who's a 33rd degree Mason, who was... Uh, actually able to create multiple personality and the Manchurian candidate during World War II through hypnosis. But then the CIA discovered by 1960 that the same thing could be accomplished remotely with electronics. So now radio hypnotic intracerebral control. You can now be triggered. If you've been previously hypnotized, you can be triggered from one subalter to the next with radio frequencies. So uh, that was available even in the 1963 assassination of Kennedy, as well as this EDOM, electronic dissolution of memory. 
So I think that perhaps that two weeks in the hospital back in Soviet Union uh, was an indication that the two sides were kind of cooperating. Interesting. But something was going on. Like, and he was like the whole thing about Oswald is he had a variety of different people over like over his life, like the, his folders at the CIA, whether it was James Jesus Angleton or some of these other characters. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, according to um, uh, no less a source than Kay Griggs, who was married to one of these mind-controlled, uh, high-level mind-controlled assassins in the Marines, Colonel George Griggs, who was part of, you know, the the organization, the firm, the Brotherhood, which is you know taking over the world. Um, uh, she says that McVeigh was very much in the same cast as Lee Harvey Oswald. Both were young, bright, aspiring military officers. And the difference between the two, and she thinks McVeigh lived through it, they faked his death, was that McVeigh had a friend as a general or a colonel or something who, you know, helped him uh, live through it. Whereas Oswald, they, they kind of just set him loose and, you know, sacrificed him. Uh, that's that's her opinion. And, and she spent 11 years with this uh, alcoholic uh, pedophile uh, uh, assassin who drank too much and spilled the beans all the time. So... Um, but yeah, the Manson murders also. Uh, Dr. Jolyon West uh, was involved in the Haight-Ashbury Free Clinic, where Manson and his mind-controlled harem were regulars back in 67, 68, and then the Manson murders in 1969. Obviously, Manson was a CIA asset. He was handled over a period of time. He was mind-controlled, and he could mind-control others. So the Manson murders in 1969 kind of uh, really discredited the hippie movement, which was yes. created out of whole cloth by the, by the CIA and the, and the Department of Defense to discredit the legitimate protests of the war in Vietnam by the professors and the students, one of which was me. And I lived through that whole time. And, uh, you know, it's like a total shock, you know, to come back, you know, decades later and realize that we were all fooled on such a massive scale and that many of these rock stars were themselves probably mind controlled. Uh, there were some. There was some kind of manipulation, social manipulation, or engineering. But Jolly West did a major study on the hippies. He actually had a house, and not just at the um, clinic. But he had a house in in Haight Ashbury, and had a bunch of students, and they did all kinds of papers and stuff. I mean, this is all established material. Like he was there. It's incredible. Well, they more or less orchestrated the Summer of Love in 1967 in San Francisco. If you're going. San Francisco, you know, they put out a song on the radio, gets lots of play, and all the, you know, kind of loose, loose ends, you know, kind of gravitate like they tilt the board towards the West Coast, and all these teenage wannabes go to San Francisco, where of course many of them are, you know, experimented on and used in in Manson's cult and things like that. Um, so our generation, I, I regard the '60s as an attack on my generation by the CIA and the Department of Defense. And I'm not going to let go of that. I think these criminals need to be uh, identified and one way or another need to be punished. Um, this, this is, uh, this is tre uh, treason. This is highest treason. Uh, manipulation, of course, a lot of it does come from, uh, you know, foreign sources, but mostly it's domestic. Um, it's Operation Chaos, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. CIA had a list of 300,000 war protesters. I could have been on that list 
back in 68, 69. They were not supposed to operate domestically. So they had a secret program, Image Chaos. But then they had the pictures of all of these, you know, troublemakers, you know, could have been me. I mean, my uncle was in the CIA, but that doesn't make any difference. Uh, they, if they want your picture on the wall, they'll have your picture on the wall. And then, you you know, that list goes down to the next list, the main core list. And that goes down to the terrorist screening database. And pretty soon, you know, you're a targeted individual and your life is worth nothing because they can use you in, in uh, illicit uh, medical and uh, weapons testing experiments, which I think they've been doing here in Crestone, Colorado on me and many others. Because uh, with all these religious things... Uh, uh, you know, Buddhas, meditators and Hindu ashrams and, you know, how to body experiences and astral projection. This is the kind of thing the military is really interested in there. They want to see how to make the mind dissociate, how to control people. Um, the military has has, I think, controlled this community. I bought my land in 1994 and I built in 20 in 2001. And I've been here permanent since 2011. And I realized it was a controlled community and that it's like a Potemkin village. It's like living in uh, the Truman Show. And uh, personally, it's like, you know, you're surrounded by citizen spies or, uh, you know, spies who are fake people. And uh, very much so, who are spotting and tracking and, you know, sending your location in and everything. Uh, but they're also measuring your brain waves, collecting your brain waves, and maybe inserting brain waves into your brain while you're sitting there meditating, or maybe in just in your life. So there's this tremendous uh, deep surveillance going on to some, including me, and I think uh, mind uh, influencing, remote neural monitoring, brain-to-brain -brain interface, brain-to-computer interface, all these things that the military is so interested in. I think our little a community of cults. Our MK Ultra cult city is a uh, is a is a lab uh, lab uh, for uh, cults and for uh, guinea pigs, where they right. continue. It's hard, for, right. it's hard for people to believe that these are open air kind of science experiments that people were experimented on behavioral psychology and all that stuff. Like they, it's hard for people to grasp that their government was involved in. Well, it is, it is very hard. But I would invite people to read my paper because I make a pretty good case. Okay, what brought me here was I was friends with these Carmelite Catholics. And Father William McNamara, the founder of the Spiritual Life Institute, was, you know, big name author and figure who was a kind of a new age priest who was into contemplation. Get out into the desert and pray. Well, contemplation is kind of the Christian equivalent of meditation. And when you're contemplating or meditating, your mind is very quieted down. And it's much easier then to, you know, kind of see what it's doing if you can do remote invasive, non-invasive uh, EEG measurements or fMRI measurements or a host of other uh, technologies. And when they sold in, uh, gosh, about 2019, guess who bought? There's a group of Buddhists associated with scientists called the Contemplative Research Center under B. Allen Wallace, University of Massachusetts. And what they do is they remotely measure activity in people's brains. And then they send and share these uh, EEG patterns and other uh, patterns uh, with each other through Zoom with neuroscientists all over the world. So they're right here, right here now in Crestone since 2019. I went down, visited, talked to a psychology professor from UC Santa Barbara named Robin, who was doing her sabbatical here. And she was telling me what they're doing. And if you go on to their website, 
Uh, it says, uh, you know, the best brain data uh, comes from professional contemplatives. So we work and sign a contract with contemplatives here. <laughs> and they're just laying it out what they're doing. They're measuring people's brain activity remotely. They're right here in Crestone, Colorado. And it's my hypothesis, and I think I make a pretty good case for it, that this has been going on since the 80s here with the Carmelite Catholics, because it turns out that the Carmelites were associated with the Esalon Institute, with Michael Murphy and the Human Potential Foundation, which is where a lot of the MKUltra wound up. Um, so I think MKUltra came to this town, MKUltra scientists and the military came to this town with the Carmelites, if not earlier, and that's about the mid 80s. Um, so uh, that's the case I make, and I think it's illegal as hell. I think these people ought to be in jail for violating the Nuremberg Code, the Geneva Convention. Uh, experimentation on human beings, non-consensual experimentation, is something that this country has decided that it would oppose. And yet, of course, under the war on terrorism, they can do anything to anybody. So why not turn them into human guinea pigs? So what we have is a crime here. We have a major crime uh, going on, I think no less than, uh, you know, the Manson murders, really. Uh, and of course, certain people have committed suicide here, which may be related. Uh, we have a major crime. Now, how many people do you suppose William I can talk uh, to this about, to about with this, uh, about this uh, two? Um, Maybe three. I don't know. I haven't found three. I haven't found one. Either they're too stupid, or they're you know they're part of the team. You know, of course, there's a, there's a whole team that supports this. And oh, no, they've no become, question. Yeah. Yeah, there's absolutely no question. I mean, this is still going on. A lot of these shooters. That one guy drove all the way to Buffalo. He had an online like FBI contact. The guy who was an FBI agent, and he shot all these people up. And he drove all the way to Buffalo from like 500 miles away or something. Like it was so strange. Uh, that, that was just a recent that Buffalo shooter. So these kind of weird behaviors are going on. Or Crema was another one. Very strange. Some of the, the have you ever heard of the guy? I don't know if you remember, but it was right around when they arrested Epstein. He went and shot up the garlic festival in Gilroy, California, and somebody screamed at him, "Why are you doing this?" He said, "I don't know." He had no <laughs> had no rational explanation of why he went there and shot people up. And they killed exactly. him. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is state sponsored domestic terrorism waged against the people as a means of social engineering, as a way to keep people agitated, miserable, off balance, so we can't have a good, decent society, to keep each other afraid of each other, you know, to isolate us, to divide and conquer. This is war by the state and its handlers against the citizens. So I say, hey, this is a war. We own this country. Our, our founding documents say that the citizens of this country own the country and you employees of the government work for us you're fired and not only that we're going to have tribunals and we're going to you know you're going to swing because these are these are crimes and these are crimes against humanity and you know the targeted individual program they're torturing people at levels that uh, you know it's like gitmo it's an open air gitmo and uh, you know it's it's like okay martin seligman another one of these cia psychiatrists or psychiatrists who also worked in in uh, Australia, 
as well as America. In 1967 area, he did the uh, learned helplessness experiments where he, you know, he took a dog or a rat or something, and then he, he would zap it. Every time it tried to move from where it was, he would zap it with electronic electricity until eventually the poor thing would give up and then just die. That's, that's the model. That's the model of what they're trying to do to me. I'm a university professor, spent 30 years, distinguished myself as a full professor, emeritus professor, which is an honor for even above full professor. And my government is treating me like a dog that they can zap. They right. want to they want to make each of my outdoor, uh, you know, where I make my forays into the world, they want to make each of them so miserable. And of course, they have their psychologists and psychiatrists working on the street theater scripts, and they have their surveillance role players who are acting out these street theater scripts. And of course, they probably have a good many of these sleepers who are actually mind controlled, uh, and some may not even be human, to, to make your experience outside so miserable that you will just isolate yourself in your home. And I've been dealing this with, you know, for this with, with 10 years. I have corresponded with many, many targeted individuals around the world. I understand the program probably as well as most people or anybody alive now, and many have been killed. So what we're talking about is a crime against humanity. It's, it's committed by the governments. It's, you know, in all NATO countries, it's in most countries of the world that are cooperating with the United States. And um, these people need to be locked up and... Uh, imprisoned and or executed uh, this crime against humanity and if we let these crimes go like the crimes against the children raping children there should be no higher crime than raping a child it should come with the death penalty i believe um because of the consequences uh, it destroys the child's life and turns him in potentially to a bio robot slave like these poor people that we're talking about like this poor Navy SEAL, who was mind controlled to level three, and and his he was handling others to level five. I mean, this is this is sick. This is uh, this is not the society. I don't think that our founding fathers envisioned. I don't think um, so either. You can just look at the thing on your uh, website, the New World Order, nine eleven, total mind control crime that never got prosecuted. You can just look at the shot rollout. Right, this was total uh, behavioral control, behavioral psychology. People didn't get their, you know, they couldn't see grandma, they wouldn't keep their job, and they took a bioweapon. I mean, this is a massive crime. Half a million people died, do you know that, from the shot? I think probably that's, yeah, that's probably conservative est estimate globally. Yeah, probably conservative, yeah. um, I think a half a million people in the, in the U.S. Alone. Yeah, in the U.S., perhaps perhaps that's correct. I don't know. But, yes, and it's an all very, you know, premeditated murder. It's yeah, genocide or it's democide, murder by government. Um, yeah. Um, where's the justice? I mean, how do we get justice? We can exchange knowledge, but how do you get justice for these crimes? Like, it's incredible that people pay taxes to this government to do this stuff. Like, I'm paying taxes so that you can democide me? How does that make? I don't. I'm trying to figure out the logic because it doesn't seem logical. Like, what this is the kind of government I'm paying for? Like, how? I mean, if they take. A certain amount of money from you for taxes, that's how much of a slave you are. So if they take <laughs> half of your money, you're half a slave. Especially if they just, you know, can casually uh, psychologically torture you and then democide you, right? They don't care. Yeah. These people don't care. Biden administration no, I... doesn't care. You know how they, you can tell they don't care? They don't even talk about it. <laughs> because it's part of the agenda. 
off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so really it is we the people, and, uh, um, you know, it remains to be seen if we the people are going to be able to push back sufficiently, you know, to to reject the central bank digital currency and these COVID passports. I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think America is the world's last best hope, perhaps, because at least here there's a tradition of independence and sovereignty amongst the people. It's a matter of getting people to wake up. And, uh, you know, I I don't know what the percentages are uh, that are waking up. This is why I'm working hard. This is why you're working hard. I would hope that also your audience is doing everything they can, because this is a moment in history where uh, we could lose humanity to these fiends who want to who want to biorobotize us with their Neuralink, uh, SpaceX uh, satellites, et cetera, at Pentagon Cloud, brain-to-brain interface. Oh, there's no question about it. They're playing games with all kinds of stuff. Who knows what's in the shots? There's all kinds of ties in with, uh, you know, lipid nanoparticles and frequencies and those type of things. Like, they're playing around with DARPA level, next generation, fifth generation stuff, like fifth generation warfare. Without consent, I mean, you talk about the Nuremberg Code and consent. There's no consent. The people didn't consent to be what was inside of these shots. No way. They would never take it. It was always gene therapy. It was never a vaccine. So they lied about it just from the beginning. Never a vaccine. No question. Well, yeah, and the Moderna website said it's an operating system. And I think there's an, uh, that, that's just an honest assessment. What they are literally trying to do is, you know, load enough of these uh, of this nanotech into our systems that it self-assembles. And then with the electromagnetic frequencies, we can be uh, controlled as per Bill Gates 060606 patent. Um, and that uh, that is a patent which, which directly relates to uh, rewarding or punishing body activity uh, remotely uh, and would be associated, would be then available to governments and banks to, uh, Reward those slaves who's uh, you know who are doing <laughs> doing good in their eyes uh, with food and and uh, life, and then simply eliminating those who who aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And uh, interestingly enough, um, you know just the facts the facts. RFK Jr., who you know breath of fresh air, uh, said, uh, "Hey, golly, uh, look at all these studies that agree that uh, these particular." Uh, the the COVID nineteen targets white and blacks, and the they are race specific. It's a race specific virus, and the groups that are most automatically immune to it just happen to be Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. Well, interestingly enough, if you go back to Bill Gates' patent zero six zero six zero six, measuring and monitoring, you know, with deep surveillance, your body activity. And rewarding or punishing you accordingly. You look at the names on the patent. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to see most of those are Chinese or Jewish names. <laughs> so what yeah, we have, I mean, we, we haven't figured out. The government hasn't figured out the kind of ethnicity or location of who died from the kill shot. But it seems like certain cities were passed over and certain cities were not. And some some guys, some credible scholars, have like located like the South as a targeted targeted thing for the, the, the deadliest batches. And some people are like, I, that thing didn't affect me at all. I don't even know, you know. I think they got some kind of 
placebo or just the sal saline or saline solution. So, I mean, well, it's so cra it's so crazy that the government is not keeping tabs on what they did, and that's just another element of the intentional deployment and the fact that they don't even want to look into it. Because in in what really if if they weren't in on it, they would be spending money like crazy instead of blowing it in um, Ukraine to actually figure out and get to the bottom of it. But I think it's just the agenda. People have to prepare because they're going to do something else to kill off another million people. These are genocidal maniacs in power, with no question. Yeah, these are the darkest days perhaps in history, certainly for this country. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for somebody like me who grew up in the, in the 50s and 60s, I mean, this is a completely different world. But yeah, I will so say, people we're too. no longer a free country. But but no, I will we're say... Not free. No, we're no, we'll tyrant. Say, we don't yeah, have free speech anymore, so. We're in a draconian police state. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 but I, I have read studies that show that red states were preferentially targeted over blue states. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. For, yeah. for the COVID right. vaccine. I've heard that too. Other researchers yeah. have said that. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, you know, they're going after the conservatives. And uh, Alex Jones has come up recently. And I, I do think he's rallying, you know, so he's worth listening to now. Um <clears throat> Where I wasn't sure before, I'm, I'm very <clears throat> impressed with what he's saying now. But he, he pulls out a lot of information, and one of the tidbits was that he's he's gleaned from the re research that there are basically three kinds of shots: the placebo, and the weak version, and the strong version. Obviously, the strong version would be for the people who want they want to take out. So the, I think they've got lists: the main core list, the terrorist screening database. And they know what they gave to who. And yeah. I think they know who didn't take it. And I think they know the impact. I, I think, think I think it's all intentional. Absolutely. It's yeah. like a data analysis. It's like data crunching. All of those numbers are very easily to ask, uh, put in a spreadsheet and know what went there. And imagine the power that people are giving to their government to do that. They had to give them that power to consent one way or another. A lot of people took the shot, 75%, 85% of the of the country. So think about the power if you were on the other side uh, puppeteering the whole thing. That's that's really what's going on. It's like, okay, here's the batch. I've heard a whole family's got wiped out in Kentucky and Tennessee in that area. Like everybody died. So there's nobody to even say my family got wiped out. You know, they're all gone. So... It's incredible. And just the, the silence in the media is another like component of intentionality. And the, the uh, censorship, like they had this died suddenly thing on Facebook and Zuckerberg, you know, annihilated it. So all these people were comparing notes and seeing what things were going on. And Zuckerberg is on there. Like, I don't know how anybody supports that guy. He's a totally demonic monster. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, obviously, you know, long time in the planning with all these, yeah. you know, uh, documents that preceded it. I mean, it was it was war gamed and staged, and and uh, you know, I'm afraid Donald Trump comes up looking pretty bad uh, yeah, because he, he was so much <laughs> he was so much behind this uh, Operation Warp Speed, which was really a military operation, a military democide genocide of of this country and others. Uh, yeah, and so I think it should be should make it a lot easier uh, for people to understand now the targeted individual program, which is also targeting for elimination uh, citizens who are 
it's deemed not uh, desirable, enemies of the state or political enemies, whatever, uh, by this same uh, tyrannical government. I mean, it's the same. Uh, it's the same goal. Yeah. So there's some back in the background noise there, but yeah, there's a lot going on. There's total, totally crazy things, especially if you have a government that's turned against you, and that's it. Somebody mentioned it in the. Um, chat rudolph rummel who did the work on democide like he goes into this guy rummel goes into how many people were killed in the 20th century alone it's like 200 million so that's like the that's the normal thing that's the normal situation is governments killing their own citizens whether it's uh the communists or just even anything i think the nazis were just as bad they threw tons of people in there and the u.s was not very nice to uh indigenous people in the united states and you know during world war ii the whole thing with the japanese so there's a lot of uh ugliness yeah so it really yeah. is it really is the standard people are naive very naive uh you know my my uncle who was high in the cia i mean very high um i don't know what influence he had but he did have a phd university of chicago um uh, and was, you know, kind of in the intellectual side of things. Uh, but he he officially retired in 73, but of course, they say you never retire. And I think he took on various projects uh, after that, and one of them was to drive through South America. And he said he was working on his book on Spanish, and, you know, it was just a travel log thing, but of course it wasn't. Um, he was, you know, giving briefings to people in Washington, uh, but he came back, and one of the interesting comments that he made to me was it was interesting to know which countries had the guns turned inward and which countries had the guns turned outward. Right. <laughs> so we have to realize now that the United States, and for a long time, has had the guns turned inward and outward. Right. right. We need to understand these programs that have selectively culled the herd uh, and of course, me being of age during the Vietnam War, I was very much uh, sensitive to this kind of thing, and later learned about MK Ultra and and uh, and uh, Phoenix Cohen program, program, right? Phoenix program. I didn't know about it during those days, but of course, I've read Douglas Valentine's book about CIA as organized crime. Uh, you know, since then, and uh, MH Chaos, and all these programs that were going on while I was in college. Uh, we really lived in a fascistic environment, and there was a you know a good half the country. There was a civil war basically, which has been kind of you know recast as something else. But I lived it, and uh, half the country you know was just about ready to revolt against the government, um, and the other half, of course, the government divide and conquer. The other half hated the the protesters, uh, but they were able to put us down. And I think with the Kent State Massacre, uh, they, they kind of uh, polished off the, uh, the really the intellectual, moral civil war that we had. Um, and then, of course, the country just kind of slid into decadence. <laughs> but there was a tremendous idealism in the 60s that we could be something other than the world's policeman, uh, the world's warmonger. And uh, I, you know, I, I still can't believe we lost. I mean, we were right. But uh, the the George Bushes of the world, then, you know, who George H. W. Bush started the uh, Gulf War in 1991, and he said, "Yeah, we finally kicked that Vietnam syndrome." 
the Vietnam syndrome he was referring to was the American people not on board for endless wars, you know. (laughs) No, it's incredible. Somebody from the chat asks, did you say that Fiona Barnett says that all special forces in the U.S. are raped in childhood? Is that what she said or is that what you said? This is what she says in her book. Of course, I have no way of knowing if that's true or not. Okay, she says, "I," because some people are disputing that. That's that well, yeah. It, it, I would. It is a very dramatic statement. Yeah, that's a pretty. Yeah, dramatic. I've heard there's some real questions about her authenticity oh, too and veracity. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's a, uh, you know, so much of this stuff is very difficult to know whether she's telling the truth. But when she gets down to her chapters on MK Ultra. Uh, things check out pretty well based on my research. Um, I don't know about her experience with all these satanic cults, of course, and whether she was actually raped, you know, by Richard Nixon. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's what, uh, oh, the other girl said she was raped by Dick Cheney. I forgot what her name was. But, you know, these are pretty livid stuff. I think there was Very, one of them said there's Bob Hope, right? Bob Hope. Oh, absolutely. Hope. That's Bryce Taylor and Bryce Taylor, Susan right. Ford. But, you know, if you look at that book, uh, Thanks for the Memories by Susan Ford, she has a couple chapters about her. Now, these are smart, you know, subjects. Susan Ford, I think, got a master's in psychology and this gal, Fiona Barnett, also. Uh, they So they, they went back and studied and did quite well afterwards. And uh, she has a lot about the programs that... Uh, um, uh, not UCLA, but USC. And of course, UCLA was, was where Jalion West was. So there was a lot of MKUltra there. But USC also had a tr- uh, uh, many, many programs related to this. And she mentions the professor. She mentions the programs. So, I mean, she's done a lot of research. And I recommend her book perhaps as the most credible um, of these, uh, I guess you could call them paperclip dolls these monarch uh, victim uh, books. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they're out there. I mean, there's uh, and there's weird controllers in Hollywood and all kinds of MK imagery and all that stuff. So it's uh, bled into the common culture. Eric, we are at the hour and a half mark. Is there, I think i got to wrap it up. Is there anything you'd like to add or how would you like to kind of bookend this uh, discussion? Well, thank you for, you know, delving into these dark subjects. I think they're very important. Uh, this gal, uh, again, Fiona Bar- Barrett's book is, is certainly worth going through carefully. I would implore people to do that. Um, it could be a psyop, it's possible, but, um, and at first when I looked at it, I did not think one person could write it. But then when she says she has an IQ of 180 to 200, yes, okay, <laughs> then it's possible. But um, yeah, I guess my main points, William, are that it's it's not okay for the military to take over a town and turn it into a, a fake village, a Potemkin village, uh, which is an old Russian term, kind of like the Truman Show, in which they're doing mind control operations. Right. And uh, this, these are crimes against humanity. And I don't know if I'll ever get support uh, for this series I've written or whether I'll ever write a book about it. But I think I make a very good case uh, that uh, this is what's happened here. And I think this is treason. I think this is uh, uh, these are hanging offenses. And I think that the people involved at all levels are criminals um, and need and CIA especially uh, and need to be prosecuted. 
And if I don't get support from American people, I don't think I'm going to get any support from them. Um, in other words, Americans have to turn off the TV, have to wake up, have to disallow the government to commit these crimes uh, against humanity, against our population. What kind of a survival instinct do we have? I mean, I'm I'm coming from a background of physical geography. We've got a species that's one or two years old. Are we going to just sit here like the dodo bird and let... Uh, and let people just mind control us into oblivion? Uh, or are we going to stand up and say uh, uh, our nation, was, our government is founded in order to protect our rights, God-given rights, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Originally, the wording was life, liberty, and property. Um, that's what our government's for. It's not for mind controlling us and turning us into bio-robot slaves. The people that want to turn us into bio-robot slaves are criminals, and that includes a heck of a lot of psychologists, you know, working at places like Gitmo to torture people Absolutely. into learned helplessness. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still using MKUltra techniques in uh, Gitmo. There's no question about it. Yeah, and our targeted individuals, and there are hundreds of thousands or millions of us in this country and perhaps tens of millions around the world, are essentially in an open-air Gitmo. And with the NASA, NASA NSA satellite system, the NSA Global Spy Network, and uh, and this sort of uh, uh, system, which is now actually a for-profit system, where people are making money doing this, people are having fun and making money, torturing their fellow neighbors. This is, of course, how society self-destructs. So I guess the last thing I'll say, you know, in addition to thanks, William, is that I would put the TIs, including myself, in the same category with the child uh, and sex and human trafficking, which is now starting to come out. Uh, we are being human trafficked uh, for medical and uh, weapons experiments and simply uh, being tortured and murdered. Um, that's a crime. It's, it's all a crime. crime. And, Unless we can call a spade a spade and we can call the criminals criminal and accountable, we have a lot of very VIP pedophiles who are in positions of responsibility, and this is Fiona's point too, uh, who are uh, benefiting from this system. They're going to look the other way. Our entire legal system is compromised. Our entire legal system, our judges are compromised. Oh, no question. Yeah. We have to get rid of these SOBs. Urban judges are terrible. It's going to be a disaster for the country. I mean, we're really at the point of like civil war of just the total country. Well, let's bring it on. I say I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, I've been I've been at war myself personally, William, for 10 years. It has been a psychological electronic war, psychotronics. The Soviets did this to their, you know, to their dissidents or whistleblowers or whatever. I have been at war with my government for 10 years and the government is gaslighting and saying it's not occurring. Oh. Dude, it's totally and, gaslighting you about the shots. There's no question about that. And 9-11. They've been gaslighting people for decades. Yes. Decades. It's off the charts. Eric, where can people see your stuff? I've got links to all five of your websites. So people can just click through and see all the writing. You've done tons of work, tons of writing. So I'll put those links in the show notes. And then do you have like an, on your websites, you have contact information or email, correct? I might have that somewhere, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah I, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm a one-man show. I, you know, I'm not uh, rich, and I'm working by myself. Power of one. I would implore your audience to do everything they can 
uh, to do what they can. Uh, everybody's got their God-given gifts. I'm a ex-professor, so I know how to read and write and talk, of course. And uh, we're, we're in the battle for our lives. And it's, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword. We got to come together. We got to take our country back. And we've got to uh, punish the people who killed John F. Kennedy, who did 9-11, who are doing these, you know, mass shooters. Uh, these people are criminals. And our government was taken over a long time ago. We have to smoke them out. We have to isolate them. But what they're doing is hunting us down. They're hunting down the Christians. They're hunting down the dissidents, the honest truth tellers. We've got to turn that around. We've got to hunt these people down. And that's what George Washington said. He said, we've got to hunt these people down. <laughs> but anyway, he did? Where did he say that? He just said, hunt down the English? Or what did he say? Well, actually, he's talking about the Jews. He says, we have to hunt these people down as pests or else they're going to take over the country and hunt us. You'll, you'll have and to send me great. that link. You'll have to send me that link. I don't remember. Go to my uh, part number four in my, uh, my extended series on the New World Religion. It's called The Controllers. And there are so many statements by, you know, world leaders over the last uh, many centuries about this issue. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're a nation that has been occupied. But I can send it to you, too, also on the email. Uh, so thanks so much, William. Sounds good. Eric, thank you. And again, the, the talk we had today is the reinterpretation of post-World War II American history in light of MK Black Ops with Dr. Eric Carlstrom. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, William. Bye-bye. All right, stay there, stay there.